People from the Netherlands, it's been a minute, but I'm back, baby. I will be working a couple of days with my friends at Team Trovis on March 31st and April 1st. Only those two days. If you're from Amsterdam, don't even dare writing me and asking me if I will also be there. It's just fucking 40 minutes train ride. It takes me longer to go to work every day. Click the link in the description below and I'll see you there. And welcome back. Another week, another week unpacking the mess that I created in episode number one. Just so that you get an idea of the aftermath of that episode, I'm actually starting to consider the possibility of testing for ADD. That's how bad it was. Um, not so much the first episode. I think it happened mostly... Cutting trailers for episode number two, I I, re I realized that I that I uh, it's very difficult to find a minute that I stay within a topic and that I don't fucking finish any sentences. Um, so with that and a couple other red flags that my wife has brought up uh, throughout the years, I think I think it's time. So who knows? Maybe as episodes move along you actually get to see someone being diagnosed of adult ADD life and properly treated for it. And all of a sudden, I'll stick to my points and finish my sentences and I'll become a new person. Who knows? Um, but in any case, we, we continue breaking through or breaking down rather all these uh, scattered bits and pieces of topics that I opened up that first episode and I, I didn't have the knowledge time or, or the, the patience to really, or the, yeah, more the focus to really dive into. So we addressed already the, the, or we, we kind of like started touching the topic of, um, gatekeepers, um, in last week's episode. And I think in this one, we have enough time to really dive deep from the get go into this idea of, um, the fuck was I saying, um, a mouthful, uh, artistic expression through technical disruption or something like this, fucking do it back. Uh, I think, I think it's easier to understand like the idea of like, um, mistakes make styles, right? So I just kept on throwing that out there as, a, as if it was a universal truth and, it needs some foundation. So I, I remember I used to work with, uh, I, I used to work at a studio called 1928 Club in, in Berlin, um, surrounded in, yeah, by really talented tattooers and, and it had a little bit more of a, of a traditional energy to it. It was not a traditional studio, but, uh, you could tell that, that my boss and friend Mohit um, he had that, that technical appreciation for tattooing and loved to, to get surrounded by people who were technically sound and, and really good. And one of the best guys at the studio was my friend, Joao Takayama. And he used to say, follow that purple line, man. Follow that purple line. It's all I want to do. Um, and it sounds stupid. He was referring, obviously, to the stencil line. Um, and it sounds really stupid, but it's almost like a, it's like a surfer type 
of life philosophy in which you just focus in this one thing and let it guide you and try not to overthink, not to put too much pressure into things. Just take it one line at a time. And for a long time, I, that, that really made it for me. I used to have a very, very different style to the one I have now. And I used to take one line at a time and put everything I got in that one line to come out perfect, right? It was like almost breathing exercises leading into the, the line. And then one day, boom, just like that, it stopped making it for me, right? But there's a lot of people that continue that journey of almost with the, it's almost like, a, like an unspoken, um, an unspoken rule. That, that for a tattoo to be good, you have to hide uh, human error. You have to hide the human hand. Baby monitor, hold on. This is live TV, guys. Okay, all good. Um, so yeah, it's almost like like you need to hide your your mistakes and with them you hide essentially the human hand right you don't want any trace that that indicates that that tattoo was made by a human it's almost like you want it to look printed on the skin and it's not only with the lines but also the feelings right so you determine if a tattoo is good or not by how solid the lines were and, and or how solid the lines are and how solid the feelings are and if there's textures and if there's uh, flow variations in the lines, then that tattoo fucking sucks. And this has been like that for many, many, many years. And one day I kind of understood, um, not, not that I stumbled upon that thought on my, on my own. This is a conversation for another day, um, pioneering tattooers helped me realize that, but I'll talk more about that time and those people in another episode. But one day I essentially realized like, fuck, I'm missing here an opportunity. Every line is an opportunity to also put something of myself in it to express. And, and it's another tool to, to express. Like, of course, even if you do clean lines and clean um, feelings, you get to expre express ideas and, and by the subject matter you choose and composition. So there's many, there's many elements that you can use to express yourself as an artist. But if you're kind of disregarding lines because, well, there's only one way lines can be and there's only one way feelings can be and you don't see that um, with a little bit more of hand gesture and, and motion and flowiness, you can actually also tell things with your lines and with the texture and rawness and and baldness and the directionality or whatever of the traces in your in your black feelings um, you're missing out on two huge components that could give an extra layer of expression to that tattoo right so i think in my case i i figured out how to use these to my advantage once the technical skills got me there, right? Um, it was all about writing that, that fucking purple line for a long, long time. And once I felt my lines 
were solid and I was happy uh, where I was at. Um, one day it stopped motivating me to put everything I had into getting these clean, bald lines. It was not, it was not motivating me anymore. Um, and I felt that perhaps because I, I had reached that, that level that I could revisit my old drawings the way I used to draw and paint before I became a tattooer and see if I could now, with my new set of skills, kind of incorporate those drawing errors and, and mannerisms into my tattoos, right? of pose and a clatter of clothes when Schnitzel von Krom with a very low thumb, Blitzer Maloney, old skinny and bony, Muffin McGlay like a bundle of hay, bottomly pots, covered in spots, Hercules Morse as weak as a horse, and Harry McLary from Donaldson's Dairy. Nailed it. I'm sure that someday this channel will have sponsors. This is why I'm training super hard to make the best ad reads, but let's be honest, we're a long way from there. This is why we need your support in the meantime. Liking, subscribing, sharing all these goes a long way, but we need some money too. I think this channel can grow to be something really, really special, but it takes a lot of time away from my actual work as a tattooer. So, we've launched a GoFundMe campaign to collect donations, not only for this project, but also my other two ones, New Fop and Iragana Studio, which are non-profits that help in one way or another up-and-coming tattooers and where I work pro bono, which is a very fancy way to say for free. Okay, so the cool thing about GoFundMe compared to other crowdfunding platforms is that it's not all or nothing. This means that you don't need to reach the campaign's goal to have access to the donations. So anything that you send our way minus a little percentage for the platform will make its way to us and help us not only sustain these projects, but who knows, maybe even get some help in the future, which would be super nice. Click the link in the description below, read a little bit more about the campaign and yeah, help us continue the good work. So that's essentially what I did, right? I took the drawings I used to do before I got in this trip of being a tattooer, cleaning my lines, cleaning my shapes and whatnot. I took those drawings and I, I wouldn't say like one-to-one -one translated, translated them into tattoos, but I, I kind of brought what I knew or what I had learned in tattooing and then modified slightly my drawings so that they would work better as tattoos, right? Um, at that point, I got a lot of pushback. I, I will talk a little bit more about that in another episode because I think it might be an interesting, um, an interesting testimony that maybe someone can relate to when they try to do a radical change of style because they feel is the right way to go. And then there's the industry side of it, um, that, 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 that almost like, makes you scared to do that change, right? There's like clients that you may lose because the new style is not what they're used to. There's like a set of skills that maybe you're disregarding and you cannot capitalize on, blah, blah, blah. So this may be another time. Fucking learning how to, you know, throw things into another episode. Cool. So stick to the, stick to the fucking topic. Um, for the most part, regarding this little bit of, this, 
pushback, not a little bit, this pushback that I had, uh, I think most tattooers can get behind what I did, right? Which is essentially bringing into tattooing errors, mistakes, mannerisms, and gestures that were done in, in, in other disciplines, right? No one has a problem with tattooers that do a living um, by, by reproducing the work of Egon Schiele or, or uh, Basquiat or whatever. And, and all those tattoos end up having um, scratchy pencil texture in them. They end up having like uh, paint splatters and brush uh, strokes that are like too dry and that they leave little traces, right? So texture and, and, and shitty lines are celebrated in tattooing as long as they are emulating drawings because those mistakes when made on drawings on, or, or paintings, they are okay. But why are those errors done in other disciplines okay and the ones done in tattoos are not, right? It's almost like there's this, there's this principle that if, if a mistake was done because of a lack of technique, then uh, you're not a tattooer and that's unacceptable. And if they were done purposely you that that's unethical to fuck someone's skin purposely so it feels like this is almost where where my whole generation draws the line but there's a whole generation of new expressionist tattooers they don't give a fuck about that they celebrate also those errors in in tattoos um blowout um small variations on the line lines that they pass so quick and with so small groupings that they disappear partially um, using groupings that make no fucking sense to make uh, feelings uh, to to leave textured um, blacks uh, almost i don't know like outlining certain areas that as if they were going to be filled with black and then I don't know if it's made on purpose it's part of the style but kind of bailing halfway through and going like "Eh, you get the idea I don't need to feel all that right so it seems like from the artist's perspective this is shifting and they are starting to also not only accept as part of the experimentation uh, to to end up having these mistakes as a result but they're almost celebrating them and embracing them and making them um cooler right it it feels almost like nowadays with their from their perspective when a tattoo is uh is really interesting but very very well done is almost like ah, it's too sleek for me you know it could be a little bit more organic a little bit i could see a little bit more of the gesture of the of the tattooer and the hand of the tattooer with with his mistakes and his I know, like, um, yeah, mannerisms, gestures, and whatnot. Um, so then the question is, are these artists doing those mistakes on purpose or not on the skin of clients that are unaware and that are victims of these unethical tattooers? The answer is no. Uh you, you cannot say no 100% of the cases, but I think for the most part, clients are in on it. I can see how tattoo collectors are also shifting 
their aesthetics and not, not, not everyone, of course, but the people that are interested in expressionism, they are willing not only to, to be a canvas to those artists that are willing to experiment and, and, and get wild, um, but they're almost wanting to be a collaborator. Um, again, this is, this is another topic that maybe we will talk another time, but I feel like the, in the last maybe three, four, five years, clients have gone from this figure of being a tattoo collector that takes a piece and puts it and preserves it and makes sure that no one fucks uh, with it around the sleeve or wherever they chose it. I feel like th these clients are evolving into almost, not, not even curators, but almost collaborators of the tattooers, right? They decide to last over and under pieces of tattooers. They decide that this one would look very cool when entering in a dialogue with the work of this other tattooer. So they, the, their collection is layered, is mutating, is almost alive instead of just like, like sticking a piece in a place and, and respecting it and, and, and revering it so that it doesn't devaluate, you know? That's a little bit more the mindset that, that clients used to bring uh, a few years ago. And now I can feel that they're really into the idea of being part of the, of the uh, experiment and, uh, and the performance that is about to take place. And that the end result is not as important as it used to be. Um, and also it's almost celebrated that it's not as perfect as it used to be. So I think that's the key to it, right? Embracing error makes you unafraid to fuck up and makes you more willing to take risks. And those risks is what we need for tattooing to really, really become a legitimate art discipline, right? Without those risk takers, this will just stay kind of repeating its own tropes for the next 300 fucking years. So overall, I know that these open the door to a lot of hacks that are capitalizing on the fact that the technical standards have lowered like hell. But I think this is a, a, a price absolutely worth paying for the few outliers that will propel these into the next fucking level. And I'm super excited to be alive in this moment and see this happening in front of my eyes. More on this topic another time. That's all the time we got for today. Actually, way more than I wanted to spend. But, you know, that's my fucking brain. Um, again, if you think that despite the rantings of a madman and uh, the scatterness of my brain, that these that there are some interesting ideas here and you're willing to give me some time to figure out the pacing and the tone for these episodes. If you feel like this is moving in a direction that is really, really interesting, please support us. Like, share, subscribe, donate. You'll find a link in the description below. 
make sure that you help us uh, ensure that these episodes will have enough life for it to really become what it needs to become. Now is just in the in the baby stage, and um, I have no doubt that this will become a useful platform not only because of the discussions and uh, and the thought process behind it, but also hopefully one day it's going to become a platform where people can actually come in, have their voice heard, and that will be a good ambassador for this expressionist wave that is uh, starting to infiltrate the tattoo world from the outside. So, yeah, again, that's me, that's everything for today, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Boop, 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 boop.